0: Slick, I think, that new intro video. Sounds oh, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hello. Phil Common. Bienvenue. Konnichiwa. Ni hao. Jambo. Morhaba. It's time for the Armist Inquisition yet again. Episode 230 on Sunday, the 8th of May. I'm Armish Phil. I'm Armish Ben. Armish Matt isn't so good today, so he's not joining us, but what a treat. We've got Mario Buildreps here. How are you doing, Mario?
1: I'm doing fine. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Ben, for having me on your show.
0: It's an absolute pleasure. Um, we love talking to independent researchers and content creators and people who have novel ideas, hypotheses, or explanations for the sort of strange phenomena we find. And this is right up your alley, isn't it? This is what you're doing with your website.
1: Absolutely, Phil.
0: so i mean i mean anyone going you have a youtube channel as well and there's a masses and masses of content there over a a wide a very wide range of topics so i think maybe the best place to start for the people at home is maybe to tell us a bit about yourself your background and sort of how you got into this sort of ancient history and mystery scenario yeah
1: yeah, it's a long story. Um, I'm, uh, Mario Biltreff is my pseudonym for uh, for my real name. And uh, I started, I'm originally an engineer. So I'm used to, uh, to mathematical and difficult uh, ca- calculations. And uh, so, and I was always interested in, in ancient history from a youngest youth, but I have never had a, really the chance to to step in this uh, this field. So I started to be uh, uh, doing things where you can earn money with. <laughs> this was a quite rational thought. So uh, engineering is a good field to earn, earn money. So I had a good career in this. And then in um, around uh, 2012, 2004 to 2013, and I uh, started to change my life a little bit. I had problems with my marriage and divorce. And uh, so I started looking for the meaning of life. And so sometimes this happens to people. And so this happened to me also. And in this uh, change of interest, change of uh, looking to uh, the meaning of life. I started to uh, to get back in my original interest, and that is ancient history, ancient history of humanity, not especially of dinosaurs or crazy uh, crazy animals, but especially uh, um, humanity and the crazy buildings they made in ancient history, and it's, uh, so I started to 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 uh, to uh, research. Um, first, just looking to pyramids and to uh, ancient cultures, and trying to understand what what these people were doing and how long ago it could have been, because there is so much time frame lacking. Because humanity is hundreds of thousands of years on this planet, and so what the hell were they, were they doing here? And only in the last few thousand years so they started to building. To build advanced uh, constructions, and so I didn't understand the, the 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 rationale behind this. So I started looking and looking, and I have a broad field of interest. So I started to look into in climate change and and, and to Greenland's ice sheet, and, uh, and so from this broad field of interested interest, interest I, I started to narrow this slowly down from. Agreement, ice sheet, climate change, uh, and uh, ancient cultures, ancient history. And then I stumbled one day on a curious uh, alignment of uh, Teotihuacan and Chinese pyramids.
0: The Teotihuacan, South America, is it? Or Central America? uh,
1: Mexico. Mexico, Mexico. Teotihuacan, Mexico. And there's also quite a large collection of. Pyramids in China, but they are not easy to, to visit because it's not allowed by Chinese government, uh, or at least uh, uh, limited allowed. So, <clears throat> um, especially started looking uh, for him in Google Earth because Google Earth is so easy because you fly in from one side of the planet to another side of the planet within f- seconds. And this way of researching is is, is easy, better, and um, I think more reliable than being in the field itself. So I discovered a curious alignment between Teotihuacan and uh, Chinese pyramids because the alignment crosses over uh, Greenland. And I thought it's curious because... There is, of course, a chance that this might happen, um, but then start to look at, to, to look to other uh, orientations uh, over the world, and then I had some collection of fifty or hundred pyramids all over the world, and I saw a pattern, not in, uh, clearly clear pattern, but clear enough to. Uh, caught my interest yeah. to catch my interest. Sorry, I'm I'm a Dutchman, so I <laughs> I'm trying to speak English as best I can.
2: No, that's fine, You're fantastic, Maria.
1: Thank you. And I've uh, my 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 friend in 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 uh, he lives in Canada. He helped me with writing uh, proper proper English on the website. So uh, you know, I'm uh, as a Dutchman, I a Dutchman, I stumbled through this English, and uh, and he helped me with writing correctly and uh, so this uh, collection of, of, of about 100 pyramids I saw a faint pattern of node formation and node formation is uh, it's not easy to, to, to explain for, uh, for people when they are new to this area of orientation. but for example if you look at America today, uh, you see a lot of cardinal orientation. The cardinal cardinal orientation means the roads go from south to north and from east to west. It's rational orientation because when you want to go to the north, you just drive this highway all the way down, and then you come in the north of the country, or in the west, or east, or south. What do you want, whatever you want. So uh, this. Current orientation is uh, very well known to the Americans because they came in a new country and they started to build and they started to build roads and buildings. And how do you orient a building when you are in an open field? You just look at the sun, where it comes the sun up, where does it go down? Where is the south, where is the north? What shall we do? How shall we orient this building? Uh, a little bit to the south or... So, so this is a, a sort of development of current orientation very slowly to very big cities that are completely current or current, currently oriented. For example, uh, please, you can, you can interrupt me whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, when I'm talking too much or losing context or whatever. Um, for example, the White House... In America is currently or- oriented so take this in your mind mm. and then go to the pyramids of Giza they're also currently or- oriented and when you draw a line from this current, or- current orientation to the north you cross the north pole with this line right. and when you do the same from the white house to the north you also cross the North Pole, right. and this crossing point of two lines—that yep. is exactly the place where the geographic North Pole is uh, lo- located.
0: Now then, Mario, we should separ- we should um, explain what the difference is between the true North or geographic North Pole and magnetic North.
1: Exactly, thank you. Uh, Yes, it's slightly different. Uh, The geographical North Pole is the spin axis of the Earth. It rotates around an axis, and this axis is an imaginary axis that is a sort of pin through the Earth, uh, where the pin comes out of the Earth. That is the geographic North Pole. And the magnetic North Pole is a sort of... uh, more or less, not a point, but a sort of region where the flux lines go into the Earth, go all the way through, through the Earth, and come out of the Earth at the other side. And it's a sort of torus, torus shaped torrid field, yeah. Torus field, yes. And this is geog- and the geographic, uh, this, uh, sorry, this magnetic north wobbles. It wobbles because it's a, a huge magnet inside. Slowly wobbles around this geographic North Pole, and there's a lot of controversy about uh, whether uh, the field might flip or not. I have my ideas about this because it wanders around doesn't mean it can flip. It's not a proof of this flip. Right, and it then sort then of you're...
0: gradually migrates slowly, from what I understand. The doesn't sorry, it?
1: sorry. This is of course, I've. <laughs> all the research in this so I can go too fast thank you That's for right. interrupting me um, so this magnetic field uh, is, a, it is a huge magnet of uh, fluid metal inside and this fluid metal is complicated mixing and rotating and this complex of movements creates this wobbly magnetic field right And so it's not very constant like the geographic North Pole. And this wobbling, this changing might a little bit confuse people or even scare them that this might be uh, uh, an upcoming catastrophe that is complete uh, flip.
0: Yes, yeah, so oh, I, yeah. I remember back in sort of 2010, 2011, people on the internet were saying the Mayan calendar, uh, December the 21st, <laughs> 2012, is going to be the the polar uh, flip, the magnetic a, field flip.
2: There was a couple of films as well, wasn't there? The Core,
0: I think. Right, yeah, and there was one yeah. with Dennis yeah. Quaid, wasn't it? Yeah. The Day After Tomorrow, I think that was a polar flip. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But your theory is more to do with the geographic pole, the, the pole that is defined by the 24-hour spin of the Earth. So I'm glad yes. we've cleared that exactly. possible area of confusion up.
1: Mm, so- I don't know exactly what the confusion was, uh, but it was sort of a mix of scariness about mm. Mayan calendar and the end of times so or yeah. the end of the calendar. But I think this Mayan calendar was uh, maybe a little bit more... Uh, is esoteric meaning and not exact uh, no, yeah. or changing consciousness of people mm, yeah. uh, that we are going into a new phase of 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 human consciousness and not exactly end of times or.
2: People love a deadline. That's, that's what it is. <laughs>
0: <Deadline. laughs> got to work to a deadline.
2: Humans love deadlines.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if, if we put the uh, apocalyptic prophecies to one side, if we go back a bit, you were talking about how you, you started collecting various ancient sites. I think you said you got to about 50 and you were not noticing these, these uh, where the two lines meet. What would you call that? A vector or something?
1: Yeah, I call it call it node formation. Node formation, and it's it's a, a crossing point or an, a, let's say an intersection point of of two lines, and this intersection point of two lines along a globe is quite difficult uh, mathematical field of uh, how to determine this spot exactly. Mm.
0: So, did I, you start just by looking at sites in the northern hemisphere, going up towards the North Pole? Was that yeah? yeah.
1: Yeah, I started with uh, the, the the most famous sites, or I started with uh, the, let's say Teotihuacan, and then I go to the Pyramid of Kukulkan, and then uh, some some weird pyramids in, in in Iraq, and then to China, and then collecting 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 because it was new for me, so I didn't exactly know where to look for 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 pyramids, uh, where's the database? Because I had to find out all these locations by myself and of course there's a wikipedia page of ancient structures and but i thought "Hmm, uh, i cannot put greek uh, uh, temples in this because they are from greek periods And I cannot put Roman temples in this because they are from the Roman period. And I can only look to ancient pyramids, I think, because I had a sort of strange idea. So I started only with pyramids in the first place. And slowly I started to understand, okay, it's not about pyramids itself. It's about the orientation of foundations. And uh, over time, when people uh, destroy a building and rebuild something new on the same spot, they have, a, uh, let's say, a foundation on which they can build. And this is important because otherwise your your, your structure will fail over, um, over time when your foundation is not good enough. So you use this same foundation and your new building will be approximately... The same orientation as the old building that is de- de- destroyed, and but this consciousness uh, started only to 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 rise in me after uh, about five years of doing research. Wow. Some leave and go, like, when I'm telling you this did why did it took you so long? <laughs> because uh, my my friend Jurgen, who helps me with writing English, he also uh, said it took me such a long time to get my 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 head around this weird idea that, that that these structures are so immensely older than I always believed because your whole belief system starts starts to change. And you start to understand that there is no cut in humanity when they start to build and when they stop to walk in bare skin. There is no cut in this. It was all the way over these 100,000 years. It was humanity building, living in advanced societies and rebuilding, uh, facing immense catastrophes. Taking tens of thousands of years, and this is apparently what 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 it is about, and this uh, discovery uh, is 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 fully built on math. It's not built on my belief or what I want to believe or it's about my ego. I am not interested in this. I'm it's interested in the truth.
0: It's it's tested empirically. We need to. I think we need to explain some of the details where we've gone because we've sort of gone from ancient sites being orientated to north so you found you found as an alternative north pole geo north pole but you found through gathering more and more ancient sites you've actually found multiple ancient north poles
1: It started to grow and to grow. And I also connected this with uh, the big question, why is there an ice sheet on Greenland?
0: Oh, right.
1: right, Yeah. Because this is an interesting question, because scientists don't know, still don't know, why this ice sheet uh, is there in the first place. They are troubled with the idea that this ice sheet is melting.
0: Is Is it not just really cold?
1: No, no, no. No, This is a strange, strange thing because the idea is that this ice sheet uh, is there because the Greenland is uh, very high to the north and so it's cold. But the same latitudes and the same mountains, you find the same uh, areas all over the globe. So you go to Canada, you go to Russia, you find mountain change mountain uh, chains on which uh, large ice sheet can develop. But why are this ice sheet not there?
0: Right, Right. so Greenland, so other land masses on the same latitude as Greenland are free of ice. So why, what's special about Greenland? Is it it something to, you know... I don't know anything, but what's the, is it the Gulf Stream? Is that, because the climate's very complicated, isn't it? There must be, yes. Yeah, sure, you, you must sure have looked, climate. you must have looked for, um, I don't know, either mainstream explanations or other yeah. hypotheses to explain it.
1: Yeah, I, I read, uh, I think about, I made a, a selection of uh, about 10 papers, uh, good papers from, from established uh, in, in institutes that I read. And uh, I carefully read them about the explanation why there is an ice sheet on Greenland. And uh, there, there's even um, an idea, and it's a crazy idea, that CO2 levels uh, were locally very low Above uh, Greenland. And so this low, local CO2 bulb was the reason why there was an ice sheet developed. And when you're thinking about this as a, uh, a scientist, it's the most crazy idea you can think of. <laughs> uh, because there is airstream, there's always flowing air. Because why is this? <laughs>
0: Yeah, like a <laughs> localised area. Of low...
1: place for tens of thousands of years. Yes. Yeah,
0: that it's... doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't know. I'm not a climatologist.
1: <laughs> and, and it starts to get more interesting. Uh, when you look at Russia, it's a very big land landmass. So this big landmass uh, must encourage the formation of an ice sheet because where it's land, it is more cold. Right. where the sea is warmer and Greenland is totally encircled by sea. So there is no uh, rationale to develop this on this island. So there must be something else. And this is what Charles Hepgood also said. Charles Hepgood said Greenland must have, uh, uh, must have been on the North Pole on the geographic North Pole. And uh, Charles Hep- Hepgood was, in my uh, opinion, wrong about the time frame but he was absolutely right about the idea that Greenland was on the north pole, on the spin axis so on a geographical north pole
0: Right, anyone who's familiar with uh, Graham Hancock's book Fingerprints of the Gods I think it was that book Um, I think in the opening chapter he describes some of uh, Charles Hapgood's work and uh, is it crustal displacement theory something like that yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, Charles Hapgood's work is, is uh, uh, I, I recommend anyone to read this, carefully read this book, buy it, read it. Mm. When, when was he about?
0: When was Charles Hapgood uh, working and writing?
1: In about uh, in, in the, in, in the 50s, and in 1954, 1955, until 1958. And he had a lot of support from professors all over the world with this idea. And then suddenly it started to change. Slowly, and then he he was uh, sort of parked on the parked on his side in the in the the, the pseudoscience.
0: Yes, heretic, heretic, burn him. Heretic,
1: absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) So it was the idea of CO2. CO2 was started to become everything, and uh, don't let talk about CO2 because it's a little bit confusing and emotional, but. So Charles Hebcoot did absolutely fantastic work and Charles Habgut thought that the whole crust could, can you see my hands? The whole crust could could shift in its totality and I don't don't agree with this because it's it's a crazy idea and crazy ideas are good but they have to be supported by scientific evidence. And uh, there's no scientific evidence that the ice sheet on Antarctica is so young. It's really, really very old, this Antarctic ice sheet. So there is a problem in time frames with connecting Greenland's ice sheet to the Antarctic ice sheet to, to say they are the same age. That is, you will never get the same age of these two.
0: Right, and if the whole crust is moving, then you know if one sides of the well, the whole thing's moving. So yeah, it, it, that doesn't. It's got to be uh, something more localized, I guess you would say.
1: Exactly, it's more, it's more localized. And what, what, uh, what I think uh, happened is that uh, the Earth crust deformed, heavily deformed, and so the deformation. Center of deformation is, uh, let's say, the Antarctic uh, plate, and it deforms from the south to the north and it pushes pushed Greenland over the, over the over the North Pole. Well, this is in a very short sentence, uh, let's say, was what approximately happened, but I'm perhaps making a few steps too fast uh, because I st- Go from orientation directly to uh, to the ice sheets, but there is a connection. There's a deep connection. And it's important to 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 incorporate this green ice sheet in your consciousness. What happened with this ice sheet? And uh, the interesting uh, uh, addition to this is that scientists have no explanation for the presence of this ice sheet. What's the
2: seismological, um, seismological condition of, of Greenland? Is it just in the middle of a, a plate? There's no, no volcanic activity. Fault lines. There. There's no. I'm just wondering if the crust is thicker <laughs> under under well, Greenland. Okay. It's, you know.
1: it's always it's always dangerous as a as a scientist to, to to think in in terms of it's black or white. There's always a in in between. Possibility. Oh, I thought so we we're going to solve it there and there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's always dangerous to say one thing. Uh, it's one thing that hadn't made this. So it's always a possibility of uh, deformations that push agreement upwards, and oh, it, yeah. it encourages. ice actually, it is always possible that these additions are present also in this complicated mix of events.
0: Um, you, we should talk about the the alternative not the alternative, the, um, the, the, the other poles going back through time and how you've correlated these to ancient sites And they're in a straight line as well, these poles. Like you could see yeah. it's like a dot-to-dot, dot, like a kid's dot-to-dot dot drawing. That is, this is where we yes. are now, north. And then it it's goes here. The, the most recent one was here and then here. And then this is the one, you know, half a million <laughs> years ago.
1: Exactly. And this, uh, these spots, uh, the, say the largest spot, I call this Pole 5. Um, it's a, a region, it's not a point, it's a region where the pole could have been. And this spot is quite large. And then I go to Pole 4, it's already on the south tip of Greenland. This spot becomes a little bit smaller. And then pole three, two, and one. One is, of course, our current pole, so You could could make a point of this. But pole two and pole three are already quite smaller than pole four and pole five, so this is an area. And I pull this, I present this in a straight line because it's simple for people to uh, understand straight lines.
0: But uh, that, that does okay. to, sorry, just to stop you, that, because you're, you're, if you like, your furthest pole and therefore your furthest back in, uh, pole back in time has the, the largest, what you would call maybe an area of uncertainty. Yeah, exactly. And, and these gradually get smaller as we move to the present day. That suggests a pattern of accuracy. Exactly. The further exactly. back you go in time, the, the greater the... The greater uh, because uh, I have also pole logic, six,
1: but logic. I cannot support this pole uh, uh, with uh, scientific evidence enough. But I take uh, pole five, and uh, pole five is older than pole four, so it had to endure more deformations of the crust and go uh, pole, pole, from pole four to pole three. So it becomes smaller and smaller over time. It's very logical, and this is also what the data. Exactly what the data suggests. So, so data from ancient structures suggests these regions of the poles. Yeah. and I cannot make it different than it is.
0: No, so, the, just, the numbers don't lie, do they?
1: The numbers don't lie. You should. And, and, um,
0: sorry, you should. Uh, one of the interesting things I saw in your video is how you correlated these to. It was like a chart of ice ages, a bar chart. Of ice ages yeah, going back exactly, in time.
1: Exactly. Um, when 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 the Earth crust deforms, uh, it suggests that there have been climate changes. So where are you going to look for uh, evidence of climate change? You can look, of course, in the North Pole, but this 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 pole is moving. Uh, oh, okay, but this. Is, So you can start to look in in ancient ice sheets on on the South Pole because they are simply the oldest. So when I look at the, the peaks and valleys, it's a repeating pattern. I discovered that the largest peaks and the deepest valleys have a pattern, and the same pattern as the distances between the poles. And it's curious that I don't, do not have to look further because I can make a, have two different patterns. I can do a pattern matching. So mathematically speaking, I have a, 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 a certainty of 99.6% that these patterns correlate, and I, can, I cannot change this. I can say, wow! But that's weird. So these, these pyramids must must uh, be uh, three hundred fifty thousand years old. But it's a crazy idea. But this is what the data su- suggest. <laughs> I cannot change this.
0: And we should so say um, we should say we're not, you know take the Great Pyramid of Giza for example. We're not we're not suggesting that the structure as it as we see it today is that age. But it's the orientation which has been encoded in the the foundations. Some exactly. some pre prehistoric site because what we know about people and sacred places is we love building on top of. Yeah. What was already there, don't we? Yeah.
2: yeah so the pyramids yeah. are just the the most recent the,
0: building, the, the most recent build on the site. Yeah. yeah. But the because they built on a foundation or copied an existing structure that they knocked down, that uh, that has encoded for us this orientation for for the rest of time. I We're, can't wait till we build it's, flats it's on it's Stonehenge. This is a
1: very very well said, and there's also uh, recently evidence found that uh, the pyramid of Kukulkan for the for for for, your, for the listeners, this is on Chitsun Itza. It's the main building, uh, this pyramid, the large pyramid where the snake descends on, uh, I believe, uh, summer solstice. Yeah. People start to look for this uh, descending snake, and it's interesting. Uh, but this pyramid contains two other smaller pyramids inside so this suggests that people started to build upon all the foundations all the pyramids so that's it it's simple so the orientation uh, tells the story and uh, but but i often have questions from 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 people uh, readers and listeners who uh, say okay so this pyramid is oriented to this pole so it is this old and uh, this is the difficulty because you then pick one structure out of a, a, a large database of structures and you start to uh, um, tell something about the age and this is difficult because it's just about 70 to 80 percent that they can be related to this pole this is so you and I, 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 I often am often confronted with the difficulty of this. People want to be certain about this, but I cannot give more certainty than than this. So I we can say with certainty that ancient uh, civilizations built structures all over the hundreds and thousands of years, and this is encoded in in the, in the foundation of ancient structures. But it's difficult to say from one structure how old it exactly is with 100% certainty. I cannot give this.
0: No, we can't carbon date stone. And no. even and even if we could, um, I remember when we were talking with Kaylee, history with Kaylee, and, and she was talking about, you know, stones being reused and, you know, you can move one Absolutely. structure, take it down, move it over here. You know, we we've we're sort of we're punching in the dark a little bit and we're we're uh, reliant on anthropologists and uh, historians yeah. and archaeologists and a lot of archaeology is inference. You know, it's we we can see this sort of evidence and from that we infer that we think this happened and that happened and without a time machine we're kind of making our best guess
1: yeah we're making yeah, our best so exactly area. and uh, i'm uh, also interested to tell uh, you and your listeners uh, that i started to write in the book i always started to write the book but i started to write in english and uh, because english is not my native language i experienced uh, a little bit narrowing of 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 my cre- cre- creative writing so we started to write this in Dutch and I'm uh, making very well progress. And why I tell this, because I also mention um, the, the city of King David. For example, in Israel, they're excavating the city for over 150 years. And it's lying at a, at a depth of 10 to 50 meters. And how old is this city? I can tell you that. It's one million to one and a half million years old. Oh, whoa. That is the true age of the city. How how because because in, in in the in in the region of Israel, the soil builds up at at one millimeter, millimeter approximately one millimeter, for the, the English listeners, I don't know an in inch an inch. Yeah. Uh, one millimeter per century. Right. So, in 1,000 years, you get only one centimetre of really dense soil. And this is how quickly it goes.
0: Now, so, there must be there must be other factors at play, though, uh, like possible. large dumps of soil or landslides or... It's always
1: possible. It's possible. exactly it's good that you say this. It. It's always possible that there is a uh, city that is flooded. Always possible. Right. And so you cannot neglect this. Uh, So you always have to a little bit balance between all possibilities. Yeah. And not say, I'm sure about this because, mm." but uh, there's no evidence that this city was... I have to carefully Sofid- say this. Suffered a catastrophe. It's, it's, it's probably very, very ancient. And yeah. why, why it is interesting to tell, because the, the Bible, I'm not a biblical person, but I believe in higher uh, consciousness and that the universe is God and so on. But interesting in the Bible is to read about uh, the encounter between David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. The encounter between the, 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 the contemporary human being of our size with a giant. And a giant, why was there a giant? Because it was possible what uh, somewhat lower gra- gravity. And this is the reason why uh, um, low gravity encourages the growth of a species like dinosaurs and so on. And I also, in my theory, because I expanded my theory to also uh, what might be the cause of crustal deformations. And it's not like Hepp could suggested that it, the whole crust uh, shifted, but it deforms. And how can it deform? How the hell can this happen? And I'm quite sure that expansion of the Earth is the cause of this deformation, And I have found also patterns in this. It's unbelievable, but there are clear patterns that uh, crustal deformations are uh, happened uh, in sequence over the last one million years, and that this cause might be um, expansion. And expansion, not only expansion, but also growth, growth in gravity. So um, that so to, a, sorry. Yeah, so, so. so to have a yeah
0: so to have a growth in gravity, would we need a growth in mass?
1: Yeah, growth in mass, yes, exactly. Now
0: well, as far as I'm we can't you can't make something out of nothing. No. So no, excess mass would have to come from somewhere. Have you had any thoughts about where it's coming from?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it is, I think it's coming from the magnetic uh, magnetosphere so uh, when you the magnetosphere expands about few diameters of the earth into space right. so it's a large fishing net and this fishing net uh, uh, collects um, uh, particles from the sun especially when the sun is in uh, let's say a high glowing mode in uh in, in the raised activity.
0: Solar max. Solar maximum, yeah. yeah.
1: Solar maximum, for example. And then these particles are, and there's very little research about this, but particles travel to the South Pole. So these particles are caused in the fishing net of the magnetosphere and then are guided to the South Pole. And from the South Pole, expansion, and this is why this expansion is also in the, I won't make it too too, too difficult, but uh, there are uh, very well researchers about isochrons on the ocean floor. And isochrons in the ocean floor show clear expansion from Antarctica all the way around. So a ring of expansion and this perfectly matches the idea yeah. that the magnetosphere guides solar particles to the south pole and then from the south pole mass starts to add into the, the earth and this is why the earth is pushed outside from the inside and grows grows in 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 in, in mass
0: so would that be um I don't know uh, a constant process of expanding or would there be a contraction as well do you think
1: No no contraction no, no, no I, I don't think the earth will, will will get lighter or hollow I don't there's no evidence that the earth is hollow I, I, Perhaps it's a nice idea to to have all of Earth, like in the movies. But I don't no, I think this is Earth real. it's real. I don't <laughs> think it's real. No, I don't, don't think so. What about yeah. um,
2: asteroids adding mass? Like, you know, a big one wipes out the dinosaurs and then there's not yeah. been yeah. anything evolved to that size? Yeah, it's, it's also million. possible
1: that, that, that this, this, this expansion uh, in mass and in size caused growing gravity and so the animals that lived during the time I skipped a question from you uh, you asked me is this a constant process or is this an uh, uh, intermittent process this is an intermittent process and is, uh, is it also happening uh, right now uh, I'm reviewing back to the Carrington event uh, oh yeah eighteen seventy.
0: That was, the was solar a solar flare, wasn't it?
1: Solar flare, yeah. Solar flare pointed, an X flare pointed to the Earth, and the Earth Earth's magnetosphere collects all this enormous mass. And where is this mass going? This mass is going to the South Pole. I'm almost certain of this.
0: How do you call it a CME? Coronal mass CME. ejection. Exactly. Now yeah, is yeah. it a mass as in massive ejection or is it ejecting mass as in matter? Uh,
1: coronal mass ejection. Mass in like Ma- mass and matter, yeah. Matter. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and we just scoop it up. That's yeah. a that's a great theory. It is. I
1: like See, it. I have difficulties difficulties to to, to uh to to uh, show this yeah. in, in, because this whole uh, continental play is too difficult for me. I'm not a graphic, graphical uh, designer or what. Uh, so uh, maybe I will do this in the, in the future, mm. but I am also busy with other things and uh, I'm uh, currently an energy ex- expert, working as an en- energy expert as a, a, in a job. I stopped uh, working, uh, researching on my theory because I'm finished with it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to do then, I'm just going to do other things and that, uh, that I think uh, that are important. Yeah. And uh, so my, my theory is not dead. It's completely alive every day. And, uh, but I'm not I'm like a painter. So a painter uh, tinkers on a on a on a painting, and then one day it's finished, and then it's a it's a piece of art, it's a piece of of, of science. It's yeah. finished. So this is a theory, and this is what a book book will be
0: about. Cool, I can't wait for that. You'll have to. Uh make sure we know when the book's coming out one, one thing one thing um, so it'll take one year all year well yeah. you have to let us know but um, as an engineer one sort of ancient artifact I'd like you to get to ask you about is the Antikythera device have you done much okay. research on that
1: yeah yeah I've it Absolutely. Because I have ideas about it. I mentioned this anti mechanism also in my book. When uh, uh, bronze, bronze is a, is, a, is a material that decays over time. So you can say something about age, but you cannot carbonate uh, this anti mechanism. It's impossible. You can say uh, the boat on which it is found, uh, you can carbonate the wood, of of the boat and say the killer mechanism is as old as the wood from the boat but this is is not scientific
0: the the way to describe it would be it's at least this old
1: at least exactly it's at at least this old but I I can also say uh, we uh, when we uh, uh, um, transport a very ancient device on a modern ship and the ship sinks, and we find it in 1,000 years, they say, oh, the ship is 1,000 years old, and so the mechanism is also 1,000 years yes. old. Yes. Really so, yeah. Connect things.
0: So, the Antikythera theory device was found on a sunken ship in the Mediterranean, I think, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah
0: and exactly. um, there's been various um, scientific studies on this to try and reconstruct, because it's quite corroded and in, in bad yeah. shape, and people have been trying to sort of reconstruct... The mechanism, what it would have looked like when it was new, and the, therefore what its its purpose was. But just as I just wanted to get your take, because as someone from an engineering background, what I've seen of it blows my mind. I wonder how on earth they made this in the Bronze Age, or at least the Bronze Age.
1: At least the Bronze Age. Yeah, it's a sort of uh, an, an, an analog uh, com- computer. that is is the answer and when uh, and it's so complicated it took a few decades to to, as in our time to wrap our minds about how these things how this thing worked it took still uh, furious debates about exactly what kind of mechanism this is
2: Mm.
1: and when we find one mechanism there must have been more yeah and perhaps these other mechanisms were more advanced, because what, what evidence do I have that this is the most evidence, most advanced device they could build? It's I mean, it open was open
2: questions like why was it on the boat? Where was it going? <laughs> Who did it belong to? Where did it come from?
0: Well, it's it's portable. Like uh, if you take uh, your smartphone, which is portable, yeah, that's exactly. not like blue origin. Is it blue origin? Deep blue? Deep, you know, the the big phone. supercomputer which can yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, you know a million times the computational power of a standard smartphone maybe that you know that was just a pocket on Ticithira device and they were, you know on the mainland they could have had one the size of a room absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely but was it was it yeah. something to do well, with well. astronomical observations
1: Sure, it was a sort of, I don't know exactly what it could have been, uh, but it was a sort of uh, device to measure uh, uh, maybe uh, universal things or, or the, the, the changes in, in, in the whole solar system or mm-hmm. maybe even bigger than that. I, 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 I don't know, but I do know for sure that an analog computer, even the most simplest analog computers, are many times more powerful than our digital computers oh because how does that... analog try to try to simulate analog devices with a with a digital uh, com- computer and you have a lot of uh, com- computational pr- troubles to to really uh, make this online uh, in time say um, I, looking for the
0: the right words okay calibrate calibration yeah calibrate
1: or or to to simulate it real real time to, to make a real time simulation of an analog computer with a digital computer it's still not possible wow of a complicated analog device
0: that's why vinyl sounds better absolutely yeah. So
1: let's take uh, deep, deep, deep Blue and ask Deep Blue: Can you real-time simulate anti-killer me- mechanism? Good luck with this! <laughs> wow,
2: oh that's uh, amazing. I must have been based on something yeah. as well. I- I'm a big that's fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where the the Earth is a computer. A spoiler alert uh, for those who haven't <laughs> read <laughs> read the book: What if the whole solar system is a- a- an analog computer?
0: Well, uh, it is like a clock, isn't it? The way the celestial bodies move—they um, are predictable to a certain extent. And totally, I think um, one of the main uh, paradigm shifts that I hope that I hope will come from your work and from other people's work is we seem to have become obsessed with this idea that our Earth is a closed system and uh, yeah. that seems to be you know whether it's when we were talking to george howard about the younger dryas impact or this idea you know it seems to me that your your working hypothesis is that the roots of this polar shift come from solar activity absolutely yeah
1: absolutely yeah def- definitely and it's it's good what you mentioned about uh, the younger dryas because uh, I do not uh, dismiss the young rise possibility but it's it's not such an impact is not big enough to, to wipe out civilizations I don't believe this and because there were uh, much bigger volcanic activities uh, in, in, the, in, in the past that also could have wiped out civilization but it, it, did, it didn't happen so humanity survives even the biggest catastrophes. And, and it it's also um, fits in our image of the ancient humans living, surviving in bare skin. Uh, why? What, are, what, are, what, what were they doing all these hundreds of thousands of years? only surviving and they have the same brain as we same hands right same possibilities yeah and we dismiss our ancient ancient humans as stupid barbarians well
0: again sorry as graham hancock says things keep getting older and things have developed a lot just in the last couple of decades so we've had gebekli tepi which has pushed back Agri- talking about the standard model of history or anthropology, but Beckley Tepe has pushed back our understanding of ancient civilization by thousands of years. Yeah. And evidence of anatomically modern humans keeps getting pushed back further and further and further. I remember when it was, seems to me when I was young, it was like 150, 120,000 yeah, years, yeah. and now we're back to 240. And now I think the mainstream anthropologists are pretty secure at 300,000 years, and it just seems to be going older and older and older. And as you said, we only have writing for the last 6,000 years. What was
2: happening? I would say there's a strong argument for humans now being stupider than we were. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> no, definitely there are ancient writings, and, and, and this uh, um, my 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 grandfather could read uh, cuneiform. Wow. Tablets. And uh, I'm very proud to be an ancestor of, of, of this man. Yeah. And we also have uh, in our family this cuneiform uh, tablets. And uh, so th- th- my, my interest is, is not born from nothing. It's, 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 it's uh, let's say, a little bit inherited, perhaps it's a little bit in my genes. And uh, I think there is a possibility that uh, what we call... Uh, um, I lost uh, uh, the word because I'm getting a little bit tired. Um, uh, the ancient uh, civilizations in, uh, in, in Iran. Mm. Sumer. Sumer, Sumer, Sumer? Sumerians. Sorry, yeah, Sumerians. Thank you. Sumerians, uh, we think the Sumerians made these tablets some, let's say, six, perhaps 5,000 years ago. Yeah. But I think these tablets are 450,000 years old. <laughs> and, they, and they seem to match quite perfectly well with what is told in these tablets about the Anunnaki coming to Earth, creating a human race. This is all one... When you start to see the big picture you also start to understand why humans are so different than animals. Why are we so different? Why, don't, why are we so badly adapted to this planet? <laughs> <laughs> because when I look outside, I, I see animals perfectly adapt, adapted to their environment. Why can we not? Because birds fly from, from one place to another place and they, they feed and they, they live and they breathe and they, they survive perfectly well. But we, as completely naked beings, mm. except a little bit of beard and the hair, <laughs> we cannot survive for, for one week in, in, in when we are dropped in the wild nature. Perhaps a lucky a lucky man can survive uh, longer, but the majority can survive. And how is this possible? How did how did this happen?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean to drop a bomb and start talking about the Anunnaki fifty-five minutes in. <laughs> I think I think we're going to have to do this again sometime, Mario. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. But, um,
1: yeah thank you so much to talk about uh, this, uh, this
0: topic absolutely I-, I love your enthusiasm and uh, people should go to your YouTube channel if you just search for Mario Build Reps on YouTube and yeah. um, if, to, if to get a good because a-, a lot of these um, your hypothesis is it's very difficult to describe verbally um, but if you go down the channel to like the first four or five, you've done like a four or five part series, which sort of just outlines your hypothesis for the polar shift, and and when you get the visuals, it just makes it it sinks in sinks in a lot uh, easier.
1: Yeah, certainly, it's difficult to wrap your mind around. I understand this, and, and yeah.
0: but you've done a fantastic job, and uh, and so what do you think? Twelve months, will the book be ready?
1: Well, I hope. Uh, if you I need a couple sure. of uh, proofreaders, uh,
0: Yeah, if you need any proofreaders, just send us a copy. Yeah, send us a PDF. We'll uh, can
1: you can you Dutch? Can you read Dutch? Guys?
0: No.
3: no.
1: <laughs> 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 double, I mean, double Dutch, maybe. <laughs> it was so. Certainly, we really translate into English, and, uh, and you. be among the first who will receive the book. Uh, Thanks thanks for uh, for my uh, invitation to your great great channel. Thanks
0: very much and um, well, mariobuildereps.com is the website, folks, if you want to find out more. There's an absolute ton of content on there, whether it's blog posts or links to videos and everything and it's, uh, if you want to if if you're short of a a rabbit hole to dive down (laughs) i would (laughs) would suggest you go there definitely okay well it's been great thanks for coming mario just stay on the line for us for one minute while we play ourselves out and for those of you out there in podcast land we'll we'll see you after a short break okay
3: right
0: then we're back the Cripple, and the Mother of Madness. Oh, nailed it! Live edit. No dwarf here this week.
2: No, he's, he's got some dwarf illness.
0: <laughs> well then, that was our chat with Mario Build Reps from MarioBuildReps.com. That was great. Yeah, I enjoyed that one.
2: I, was, I mean, I was expecting a bodybuilder, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a very um it's a compelling hypothesis and uh yeah, deserves your attention and your consideration i would suggest and uh as i have mentioned in the chat if you go to his youtube channel those first four or five videos really sum it up in you know a little 10 minute 15 minute videos to uh and when you get the visuals it's it's easier to sort of take in and understand what the nuts and bolts of it are but like that was i think maybe five years ago those videos came out and since then he's been releasing videos on a wide range of topics in this field of ancient history i mean like he teased he teased us with the anunnaki and king david and nephilim yeah. giants all, all words i learned from this podcast <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah
0: yeah so check out the links in the show notes and uh, for, follow mario's work i'm sure hopefully he'll he'll come back at a later date and we can talk about some other stuff yeah i'd look forward to that yeah be good yeah right then let's move on let's do some housekeeping housekeeping oh shit housekeeping (laughs) this is a value for value podcast if you find this podcast valuable please consider returning some value there's a, a myriad of ways of doing this, and my all-time favorite is word of mouth. Spread you the word. Word of mouth, you love it. I do, yeah, yeah. Send people a link if you know someone who who would appreciate the content we put out. Send them a link and help us try and grow our audience and our support base, and that yeah. allow us to do do more stuff and experiment with new things, new ideas. That's all. It's all part of the deal.
2: Yeah. So you know, use your, use your mouth parts to spread it. Use your hands to write a type a review or write a letter to someone to tell them how good this podcast is
0: yeah you can leave us a review we enjoy reading them out on uh, whatever platform you're on if it's not an itunes review you'd have to forward it as if you want it reading out because this podcast is podcasting 2.0 complaint therefore it's on every podcast platform available and we can't monitor them all for reviews nah. you can also leave um the star rating now on spotify and you know yeah. that that wouldn't hurt if you if you listen on that platform drops a, a five star score in the little box there that would help wouldn't yeah, it good, wouldn't yeah. it Annabelle yes that would, that would be great if you can leave us a, a five star review <laughs> on Spotify <laughs> terrifying so yeah what else can you do um, join the discord server that's the best place to become a producer and help us produce the content for, for the show
2: yeah I believe there are sections you can involve yourself with for various
0: well um, guest suggestions there's a thread there if you hear someone or you stumble across a website you think oh this is interesting you can put it in the thread there in the discord for guest suggestions like um, someone did I think it might have been Nick suggested Mario mm-hmm. and posted a link of his website and we looked at it and like wow this is this is cool let's get him on and yeah, it we'll, happened
2: we'll always check out a um, you know a recommendation from from podcast land
0: we got one actually from uh, Get to the Chopper on the Discord. He suggested this week Carl Pilkington.
2: <laughs> Carl Pilkington. Wow, that'd be that'd be a good a good guess to have. Do you think? I don't I don't think we'd be able to get him. From you know, the Carl Pilkington.
0: V <laughs> Carl Pilkington. Well he's not doing much at the minute.
2: I, he never did do much. At the
0: Uh, Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, I've had a look, I've investigated, and he has representatives. Ten grand. So (laughs) that is an issue. Anyone where you have to go through an agent um, is not looking good because the agent wants a cut. Of course they do. And a cut of nothing isn't worth, um, you know, it's not like with Joe Rogan and we can say, well, we have an audience of a million. Oh, we could say that we could, but it would be easy, disprovable. <laughs> You've only got 15 ratings on Spotify, well, so yeah, yeah. Uh, what else can you do on the Discord? You can uh, request a focused chi, mm? um, we can concentrate our chi, our chi to energies, you. yeah. Um, what would be a good reason for requesting uh, some focused chi? If
2: you, if you were experiencing some depleted chi and you wanted to. Milk the chi of others for <laughs> personal gain.
0: Oh, for personal gain? It's uh, helping a
2: brother out or a sister. We could, well, I mean, we could offer chi. We could spread chi randomly.
0: <laughs> I'll spread your chi any day, homish oh, bends. Where you like it? Maybe across those butox
1: of yours.
2: Butox?
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> spread that chi, you filthy bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, great. Artwork. So we have show artwork, new show artwork every week. And oftentimes our producers, listeners will submit artwork either via the Discord thread or email. Email at thearmishinquisition at gmail.com. No submissions this week, so I've had to knock something up <sighs> this morning. Here it comes. Incoming, the artwork for episode 230.
2: It's sliding Oh. Ooh. You think? That's like an expensive uh, DLC camo on that on that font.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's supposed to be electric. I was going for like an electric universe kind of vibe.
2: Looks like uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it does yeah, look gold a bit camo.
2: Yeah, it's nice. Who's that guy? Vitruvius.
0: Yeah, it's the that's uh, Leonardo's Vitruvian man, and um, he's superimposed onto the Great Wheel.
2: Is he the final boss from? Uh, <laughs> Small combat (laughs) 2. Get (laughs) over
1: here!
2: What's his name? Goro. Still coming back to me now. (laughs) Get over here! Whoa. Lee has uh, has said that, and I agree, that it does look like someone has vomited up that font.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was the best I could do with uh, the short time. Oh, it's fine. Uh we've got a TikTok now. Amish um, matt has been running the TikTok and posting videos on there. So if if you're a TikToker, you can follow us on there.
2: So they are TikTokers. <laughs> Is it not? What,
0: what what would you call them? Uh, TikTokers,
2: yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do? Uh you can buy some uh merchandise from the Amish loot chest.
0: Um Link in the show notes for that. Yes. T shirts, hoodies, pint glass. Pint really? glass may be incoming. Oh, secret. um it's still um the situation with Teespring is it's still with KPMG. They're just doing the final audit now.
2: Right, okay.
0: And once that's done and funds are set secure, yeah. We may be there may be bacon nuts in your life. Oh, I imagine. Mm. Juicy. Yeah. Uh, what else can you do on the Discord? Talk about fish. That's pretty much it. Or just, you know, Join the general thread and post memes. Memes. We like memes. memes. We do like memes. Send us a meme on Instagram. For Instagram, sorry.
2: There's a good chance we've not seen it, even if it's a popular meme. Because, I mean, I don't think any of us are active on like Facebook or Instagram anymore.
0: Uh, post. post a couple of times a week on Instagram. Have to, really. Keep, and then, uh, keep it going. Yes. Yeah, Butter chin. Mm. Anyway, uh, Annabelle, what's the uh, the number one way of becoming a producer? Oh, that's easy. Toss as a fucking con. Toss a coin. Absolutely. Witcher, oh, do it for the lads. The lads. Lads. Oh, lads. Because. Oh, we're northern and we're bloody miserable and the weather's the fucking torture, shit. Absolutely. If you go to uh, com, you'll find the donate button there. Smash it. Smash that shit. You can give us a one-off, a monthly recurring sustaining donation, and donations over £50 or above will grant you the rank, the status, the cachet of executive producer for that episode.
2: Oh, what a status.
0: Oh, I've just noticed the, the blooming uh, comment from Lee. Oh, yeah? Looks like a bit like someone vomited up that phone. Yeah, I thought you fair. were joking. No, no. I never joke.
2: LAUGHTER <laughs>
0: So, thanks. I think we should thank the producers, shouldn't we, for uh, episode 230? We should. It's time to big up the man who's got. We've got uh, Helen of Choi, Joe, Mark Anthony Wyatt, Lee from The Big Conspire, and Get to the Chopper! Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, thanks. They are. Yeah. So
2: amazing in their love, literally.
0: The best mate
1: but I'm literally a communist
0: The dwarves, the carags, the grape The homophobe, the winds The asna. the creeper The number 11 The blind man, the fallen
1: On the horizon, the cripple And the mother of victory From hell Bring on. <laughs> mm. I don't get it, never will
0: Thanks for your support for another week. Oh, another message from Lee. My check is in the post to support the podcast. Um, I don't think we have an address.
2: Uh-huh. We need a PO box. We are, we only accept brown envelope stuff for the cash <laughs> <laughs> or Bitcoin, untraceable
0: notes. Yes, I owe you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Should we move on? Should we do some headlines of the week? That's always good for a laugh. Yeah. Not No jingle yet. I've I've received some producer intel for jingle suggestions, but this weekend's just been chaos, so I haven't yeah. had a chance to implement them yet. It's this week two of the headlines. I think so, yeah. Oh, all yeah.
2: right,
0: yeah, okay. Okay, let's see what we've got. Vegan, yes. who, who drinks his urine daily, swears it's secret to eternal youth. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is 80.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's, uh, he's looking all right there. God, I, if my piss looked like that, I'd, I'd be worried. No
0: shit. Yeah, so would I. Let's move on. Neighbour confuses old trampoline for elderly man <laughs> unwell in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an easy mistake to make. Well, let's have Let's dive into this one. Damien Webster came out of his house in the morning and thought he saw another man leaning on a wall. He didn't think anything of it. But when he came out again later to his road in Sunderland, the man was still there. Royal Army worker Damien shouted out over, then went over to check he was okay. Then he realised that he'd been concerned for a pile of metal and netting.
2: Oh, wow, actually. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. It it looks a bit like a scally in some hooded tracksuit.
0: To be fair, we can see where the mix-up came from. Damien said... I came out the house at 5am to check if the car was frozen and I saw this bloke leaning on a wall with a walking stick. I thought, he must be out of breath. I just came out the door now at 6.40am. I still there. <laughs> <laughs> Not that guy, is it? He? <laughs> He's still there with his jar of piss. <laughs> I shouted, mate, you are aid. Then got no reply, so I walked down the road to check on him. And it's a smashed up trampoline! <laughs> I, I, pff, easy mistake to make, that. He
2: did look like a hunched over old guy. Yeah.
0: I'll let him off. We'll let him off, yeah. We'll let Damien off. Damien from Sumberland. Uh Quick addendum from last week. You know, uh, this sort of game with... Uh, this game with... Oh, sorry. Zoom has just uh, shit the bed. <laughs> I didn't even know Zoom was still running. No. <laughs> this uh, this thing of uh, you ask uh, Alexa a question and uh, get a funny answer. Oh, yeah. Is it wrong? No, no, I've got an addendum. This is uh, oh. a, a new one.
3: Alexa, what's Boris Johnson Carrots Coffee Bean 100 in Welsh? Boris Johnson Carrots Coffee Bean
0: 100
1: in is. Boris Johnson, more on Far Coffee Cant.
0: Far Coffee Cant. Nice. There you go. It's great nice. fun. It is. The Welsh language is a beautiful thing. I absolutely agree.
2: Yeah. That's that's never going to end. I think people are going to be adding carrot coffee bean to the last. Carrot? I imagine the carrot was oh. my penis. <laughs> so no, i had that for a while. I oh, wonder... No. Alexa? Alexa, what's... I imagine the carrot was my penis.
0: In Welsh. Car <laughs> coffee <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, eh? sauce. <laughs> hell. Don't have, uh, be, don't have to be like that, do they?
2: I know. Harsh. Computers. Um, no time for the humans. <clears throat> Shall we...
0: Uh, would you like to hear a clip from Infowars?
2: Ah, oh, is this still going?
0: Aim for it it's going from strength to strength. And uh, AJ Alex Jones has been reporting on the French dirty protests from the one show Alex Jones, black helicopters, FEMA camps. Oh, yeah, we saw, we saw him
2: in the pub.
0: yeah, the one from one show, yeah.
2: <laughs> right? Okay, <laughs> I got a little piece of good news for you. Oh, my god. Ah! All over France, farmers are coming in and dumping thousands and thousands, hundreds, I mean, tens of thousands of (laughs) times. Thousands of tractors and trucks are dumping thousands of pounds of manure apiece. And no one is buying that Macron won by 15 points or whatever. You believe in that? You believe in Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy. And so the farmers are saying,
0: you clean it up, government.
2: You, you, you go ahead and
1: just enjoy yourself.
0: <laughs> That's what they're doing. Dirty protests. Going to uh, all the seats of power and just dumping swill and, and shit everywhere. All
2: right. hmm. I never sucked any ding-dongs. I had a hard time understanding what he was saying. Yeah. More so than Biden. <laughs> oh, <my> gosh. <laughs> but at the same time, I'd quite like There's more read- cases
1: and more desks. Desks. No, no
2: desks. Uh, I'd quite like him to read an audio book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that would work.
0: Put you to sleep. Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Apparently the French have form in this, because I I Googled it, and I got stories from 2014, 2017, 2019, 2022. And 16, 18. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They know how to protest the the old Frenchies, don't they?
2: Yellow Jackets was the most recent one, I think. Before the
0: yeah, the pandemic got rid of that. Before times, yeah. That, that, that put a nail in the uh, the Yellow Jackets protest. Jean. Gilets jaunes. Gilets jaunes. Um, you know how I'm always going on about um, these uh, globalists going to make us eat bugs? Uh, yeah. Insects. Yeah. Because of climate and stuff. Yes. There's a video that was seen this week. Uh, This is from the World Economic Forum on Twitter. Is that
2: the wef theme?
0: Insects are becoming a trend. The Western diet has to kind of shift and change. And most importantly, it's natural, it's normal, and it's the way that we have to feed the future. We're facing big global challenges. People don't believe that they can make a change that you really really can because you making a change is the only change you can really make when it times is by 9 billion people it makes a fundamental difference the way that we live in this planet the the strap line is it's our planet we can choose to eat sustainably I heard nothing but the music oh right it's just um, we need to move from from meat to insect protein
2: Uh ah yeah crunchy
0: well that's plenty of it all 9 billion of us it's nine billion of us now. Nine billion, according to the WEF. That's what he said. Oh man! So when are you going to start with the uh, the locust burgers and
2: that? I'm not making them myself.
0: You not? Well, no, no. They, you won't make them yourself. They'll it, be at the supermarket. Just become,
2: become the norm. Yeah. Cow Fox. Oh, that's fine. Do
0: you yeah. think you'll be all right with that?
2: <laughs> I think I'll be fine. With it.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Will you not miss bacon?
2: I'll probably forget bacon and kind of crave that
0: <laughs> sweet, sweet wing and sting. Yeah. Well, as far as I can, I'm concerned, they can...
3: Keith's my moister cunt. <laughs>
0: I'm not, you might, eat, I'm not eating have, locust uh, burgers, mate. You'll have to farm your own your own
2: animals. Fine. What would you have?
0: Ooh, a chicken.
2: No, it's not going to last very long, is it? You'll be on the insect burgers by the end of the week.
0: A chicken. Yeah. A cow. Yeah. Epic cat, cat right, like the, the sets you room. used to have when you were a kid.
2: How are you gonna? The tractor, you're gonna end up, you're not gonna end up with any more if any of them
0: if you have one of each. No, the, the idea is biology lesson. <laughs> no, the idea is that you build up a parallel system of meat of people who don't want to live in that future <laughs> fucking dystopia. Oh, yeah, like right. a, meat, a meat enclave, well just like a co op, yeah, just like co op. You pull your land and your resources together, and you you live sustainably off your own land, and say "fuck you."
2: I know someone who's has got that mindset and has just recently bought some land, and and is is looking into bees and and growing some stuff and living. Mm. Eventually, living there, I think he's going to get like a caravan of, of some sort and live off grid <coughs> on his land and, buy it and stuff. I'm, I'm all for that kind of thing. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <clears throat> More than um, one cow, though. Uh,
0: another comment from the big conspire insect populations have dropped 60% in ah, the past yes, few years. I did read that. Not sure eating them is going to be sustainable. Well, don't take it up with me, take it up with Klaus Swab, man. Soil green. Soil and green, that's, yeah, that's
2: where we'll go. Mm. There's nine billion of us, you know, don't eat that many. Well, um, <laughs> just um, lab grown, lab grown human meat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, yeah, lab-grown, yeah, well, you are. Impossible Burger. Yeah, I wonder what the long-term ramifications will be of that, just eating lab-grown meat, if well, there will I, be any.
2: I don't know. If um, You can't make something from nothing. Mm. So, yeah, there'll be ramifications, won't there? You still need some sort of library animals to harvest your stem cells. <laughs> from.
0: Ugh, great oh God, Yeah it doesn't sound great It doesn't sound healthy that's all I would say Again
2: hitchhikers with the, yeah. the, the animal That gets wheeled out into the restaurant and Says oh I can recommend My rump today sir <laughs> <laughs> Slice of this <laughs> oh
0: God, It's the future <laughs> Oh dear Have you uh, ever considered Selling your soul I think about 8 different People have claim on it <laughs>
2: An Art Academy student at The Hog, Steve Van Shake, sold his soul as an NFT. In doing so, Van Shake laid out some rules in a soul sale agreement about who his soul could be sold
0: to and even detailed procedures for fair use, such as sacrificing his soul to some entity. The current price is 0.11 Ethereum or $378. (laughs) It is a bargain, yeah, if you're buying it. What price
2: a man's soul? <laughs> 0.11 <laughs> Ethereum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it says, there's an image, and it's like, a, it's been like, ne- it's his face, his upper body, and it's been sort of negativized. So it looks spooky, like his soul. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that's the actual NFT. But, yeah, uh, I wouldn't recommend selling your soul, really. What the f- Farage? Would you,
2: could you buy someone's Consciousness?
0: if it was downloaded you could you'd
2: have to you could enforce decision making what do you mean like you'd essentially control what decisions they make that like slavery
0: isn't it yeah or marketing propaganda
2: marketing what can you do with a soul no, it's an abstract
0: it's an abstract theory how much does it Concept? weigh
2: 21 grams uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Amber Heard's gone up in my estimations this week.
2: Right. Oh, she's been testifying, hasn't she?
0: Testifying, yeah. Did did you not see her snort the cocaine while she was testifying?
2: (laughs) No. No, really?
0: (laughs) She's, uh, there's a, someone else is talking, and she goes for a a tissue like that, and uh, she puts the tissue to her hand and goes, like that. (laughs) Got a little little torpedo of, capsule of coke in there
2: oh, I've led such a sheltered life
0: I mean uh, credit where it's due. I mean that takes some stones doesn't it snorting cocaine while you're testifying allegedly not proven I don't think yet yeah. I mean just watch the video it's fucking obvious
2: wow shit
0: yeah it's pretty hardcore isn't it
2: What well, would be the best drug to take in the middle of a court case huh? I don't think it'd be cocaine <laughs>
0: that was pretty moorish isn't it
2: it's ketamine mm
0: mm-hmm. I, have you been following the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial at I've,
2: all? I've only seen little bits of it, like lawyers being silly and that kind of stuff.
0: I bet you've seen more of that trial than the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. That's true, yeah. Interesting what we tend to focus on, isn't it? Is it in something this circus, with,
2: like what is one civil and one criminal or something like that? I don't know what the, the laws are over in La La Land. No, I don't.
0: I don't know. I do not know. Should we move on? Should we do some UFO, UFO stuff? It's been a while since we've done UFO stuff. Oh, Is this it? Uh,
2: South American UFO stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Costa Rica. Proceed. <laughs> uh, yeah, new version of best picture of a UFO ever has been released. A high-resolution image appearing to show a UFO has been released more than 50 years after it was taken from the sky over Costa Rica. Here's the image. And if you look... To the left hand side, halfway (laughs) up.
2: Bin lid. Wait, was that a recent image then or just Fifty years? Fifty years old?
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. One second. There we go. This image is fifty years old. So, anyone who's interested in the idea of aliens will be all too familiar with squinting over blurry pictures purporting to be UFOs, but it's hard to miss the disc shaped object apparently flying over the water in this particular snap. The image was originally taken by an automated camera used by the National Geographic Institute of Costa Rica.
2: 50 years ago. In
0: 1971 when aerial photographer Sergio Loazza flew 10,000 feet above the ground to capture images for a map. Black and white photographs were snapped at 20-second intervals... And in one frame, a strange object could be seen hovering over Lake Cote at 8.25 AM local time. Studies of the images were uh, sorry, stu- studies of the image were conducted by Costa Rican UFO researchers Ricardo Vilchez, Dr. Richard Haynes, and Dr. Jacques Vallée, who all concluded the image was not the result of double exposure or a deliberate fabrication. A high-resolution version of the image has now been released by Esteban Carranza, a citizen of Costa Rica, who describes himself on Twitter as a UFO enthusiast. According to UAP Media, Carranza obtained a contact copy of the original image from his late uncle, who passed away last year. The uncle had previously obtained the image in the late 1970s or early 80s from the National Geographic Institute. Carranza sent the negative to the Michael Strickland Photography Photo Lab in Kansas, where a Tango drum scanner was used to produce a very high-quality scan of 1.7 gigabytes in size. In a post on Twitter, Carranza explained he met with people from the National Geographic Institute and tracked the technician in charge of the camera back in 1971 as part of his efforts to create the high-resolution image last year and explained there was no reason for it to sit on his desktop. Investigative journalist and UFO researcher Leslie Keane has previously described the image as probably the best photograph ever taken Of a UFO.
2: It's either very, 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 very big or very, 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 very closer to the camera.
0: Keen added, it was taken in the 70s from a government mapping plane in Costa Rica that had a camera strapped to the bottom of the plane and it was touring the terrain. There was this disc object you can clearly see the sun reflecting off this round object that has a small dot on the top and the important thing is that it was a government photo. There is a clear chain of custody. It has always been in the possession of the Costa Rican government. So you know it's authentic and just completely inexplic- inexplicable. Studies of the image have determined the object is an estimated 120 to 220 feet in diameter.
2: So it's close to the close to the plane then?
0: Uh, yeah, if the plane's at 10,000 feet. So it's in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite
2: well, it's quite sharp. It's as sharp as the land in that image. So to get I'm no expert, <clears throat> but to get a depth of field that great to have an image that close to the camera and that far away from the camera in sort of equal focus. Is um
0: Doesn't make sense.
2: Well I don't know, maybe it does. Like I say, I'm no expert. I'm sure though my parents used to have a tupperware lid that looked like that,
0: yeah it, maybe it's just a frisbee, someone had like really big arms, frisbee to somewhere up oh, ten thousand feet yeah nephilim <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, interesting,
2: yeah, know, always good i you know I love good u f o stuff
0: requires explanation, there may be a yeah, completely yeah. prosaic explanation, but let's let's hear it then you know from someone. Debunk that shit, man. If you don't believe it, yeah, we'll see. There probably is. I never. I didn't look online to see if there were any.
2: No. The the only other sort of photographic news was someone's taken another photo of Nessie this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, it's uh, it's the again the best photo of Nessie ever taken. I had a look. It's video, and it's just some ripples on the on the uh, fucking vegan on the lock. So. Yeah. Low bar. Yeah, still waiting for Bigfoot to appear in a bar. Somewhere.
0: Yeah. All right, shall we move, uh, come back to planet Earth and talk about 9 11?
2: Blue, 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 blue.
0: There's a bit of a big um, dump of previously uh, classified information regarding 9 11. Joe Biden has instigated. I don't know if you've heard about this about Saudi Arabian government involvement. No. Okay, it's a report from CBS.
3: Now to that CBS News exclusive new evidence of a link between two 9-11 hijackers and a man said to be on Saudi Arabia's intelligence agency payroll. We see them together in new, newly released video turned over to family members of 9-11 victims last month, along with more than 14,000 pages of documents. The evidence obtained from British authorities raises new
2: questions, actually renews an old one. Did the Saudi government...
0: No, it wasn't an old one. It was conspiracy theory. It, was. it wasn't an old question, CBS. It was dismissed as conspiracy whack job talk that the Saudis may have been involved in 9-11.
3: Assist the hijackers on 9-11. The Saudis have always denied that explosive question. Senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge has the story. Less than 2 weeks after 9/11, these boxes of evidence containing personal notes and videos were seized by British police in Birmingham, England.
0: <laughs>
3: Buried inside this home video from 2000, now being seen publicly for the first time, the event is described by the 9/11 Commission as a party at the San Diego apartment of two hijackers. While Nawaf al-Hazmi and Khalid al-Mihdar avoided the camera, Midar can be seen here in the kitchen. Their team would later commandeer Flight 77, slamming it into the Pentagon. The party's host a Saudi national, Omar al-Bayoumi, who British police arrested after 9-11, and from whom they seized the videos and documents. Three years after the attack, the 9-11 commission said there was no credible evidence that Bayoumi believed in violent extremism or knowingly aided extremist groups. Though a newly declassified FBI memo from 2017 reports Bayoumi was on the payroll of Saudi intelligence, a fact that was not confirmed at the time of the 9-11 Commission report.
0: I can't. We're going to hear from two ex-FBI officers who now are retired and work for 9-11 victims' families right, or investigate on their behalf a facilitator, because he helped them out.
3: Last fall, CBS News sat down with retired FBI agents Danny Gonzalez and Ken Williams, who investigated the hijacker support network. Both now work for the 9-11 families.
1: He helped them with apartments. He helped them with bank accounts. He was also an employee of the government of Saudi Arabia.
3: Among the records, a notepad containing a handwritten drawing of a plane and mathematical equation that an expert said in a court filing could be used to calculate the rate of descent to a target. Bayoumi is believed to be living in Saudi Arabia. We've tried to reach him through the Saudi embassy. It did not respond to our questions. But said in a statement last year, any allegation that Saudi Arabia is complicit in the September 11th attacks is categorically false. Bullshit! Bullshit! The FBI declined to comment for our reporting, Gail.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it means.
0: Um, I think we're all the hijackers by one Saudi nationals. So, you know, we bought, we went and carpet bombed Iraq after this. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a, there was a,
2: a big war. Um, some people died. the The enemy was defeated, and then there's been nothing till till now, right?
0: What do you mean? Oh no! In, like no extra information. Yeah not since the 9/11 commission which was a complete sham to start with other than you know conspiracy theorists pontificating about it what might have happened uh, bin laden was uh, from a very wealthy south uh, saudi arabian family of the bin ladens and very closely tied to the bushes right in fact on the i think it was the evening of 9/11 and we need i need to check this with charlie charlie robinson but i think on the evening of 9/11 when the airspace of the United States was shut, there was only one flight out of the States, and it was the flight, private jet, taking the, the uh, bin Laden family out of Washington, All right. where, they, where, they'd, where they'd been. It's <sighs> one of those coincidences. Who knows? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, well, anyway, Bullshit. <laughs> anyway, let's... Uh... We're the only outfit in the country... That is immune.
1: Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune
0: to prostitute being sued. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. Shall we? Um, shall that's, we do the? That's my favorite. Come on. Come on. That's,
2: that's <laughs> your favorite. That's my favorite, Biden. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Right.
1: And corn pop was a bad dude. Classic.
0: <laughs> They're all in yellow. You're a dog-faced pony soldier. The binding clips are all in yellow. It, oh, this see. hasn't been updated for at least a year.
2: Cody, well, um, those corn pop and and uh, pony soldier we've been using for about five years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you remember the the tragic story of Malcolm McDonald?
2: Malcolm, what from the Sex Pistols?
0: This Malcolm McDonald, <laughs> I do. Indeed.
2: I'm thinking Malcolm McLaren. I don't think. I'm not sure if he was involved with the Sex Pistols.
0: <laughs> Dad finally feels like real man as penis moved from arm to correct place after six years. We watched this show just two nights ago, I think it was, and we covered this story on the podcast uh, uh, two years ago. There he is. Wow.
2: Yeah, you can, the penis is pixelated in that in that image. <laughs> For
0: your benefit our japanese viewers
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> a man has opened up on the happiness of having his penis ah. reattached to its right place happy miss <laughs> <laughs> after having it on his arm for six years malcolm mcdonald whose old penis is said to have fallen off in a toilet revealed his nightmare is now over following a successful nine-hour op- operation dad malcolm 47 discussed the ordeal on a new channel 4 documentary which is set to air tonight monday the 2nd of may He said, where's he from? I think he's from Norfolk. He said, Norfolk? It's
2: tough, isn't it?
0: Uh, Just do a robot voice. (laughs) (laughs) He said, uh, it was a nine hour up. The first thing I did was look down and I was like, oh my days. They got it this time. He went on to gush, I feel like a real man again. (laughs) His penis was said to have dropped off in 2010 following a horrific blood infection.
2: Yeah, do you want to know this story? Mm. So he kept getting these abscesses, these perineal abscesses. Perineal?
0: Is that the bit
2: between the balls and the anus? Yeah, he gooched. And uh, he said... He's bonkers. He had some operations, and he thought, "I'm, I'm having none of this anymore. Um, I don't want any more operations on my ass." So, and he, he ended up with a with quite a sizable abscess again, and decided to lance it himself with a needle. Oh! I think he was homeless and just to shoot the juice to I me, mean, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, homeless and using at this point, so needles were really and, Yeah, and he 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 lanced it himself, and he got a blood infection, and all his fingers went black. Um,
0: was that like septicemia type thing?
2: Kinda, yeah. And then his, his penis went went black as well. And uh, he went to the toilet one day and it fell off, lost it, gone. So uh, yeah. So then he had this uh, he had this new one constructed with arm skin because that's quite sensitive on your forearm, apparently.
0: Mm.
2: Um, and yeah, and he had this kind of this slung on his arm for for six years.
0: Doctors built him a new six inch penis, which was originally due to be attached between his legs in 2015. But a lack of oxygen in his blood meant it initially had to be grafted to his arm from the smoking. So he goes on. He goes under anesthetic thinking he's going to get a new dick. Yeah. And he wakes up. <laughs> and it's on his arm. <laughs> now, they could the
2: on your arm first for a bit oh really and then transplants it to you although I don't know why I thought this why wouldn't you like put it on your leg or something <laughs> 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 fucking forehead he's no, doing that on the, on the TV show yeah dickhead no, like, no, dickhead
0: Oh, man. Then, thanks to a mix of hospital delays and the COVID pandemic, the £50,000 NHS-funded task meant his don't, penis. Don't believe that bullshit. It wasn't the hospital delays and COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. He kept
2: missing his appointments. <laughs> he was fucking either half-cut or um or just, just didn't want to go for whatever reason. Wow. And I felt that he was an absolute fucking prick for most of this TV show. Mm-hmm. But after he had his... his um. His penis in it reattached in the correct place. He was a lot happier. You could tell he was happier. He, he looked healthier.
0: I mean, if your dick had dropped off and then they grafted one to your arm, you might be a bit of a dick.
2: Yeah, but I'd I'd probably attend my appointment for reattachment <laughs> rather uh, than
0: just get well, arsehole. Maybe. But
2: I don't know. You know That's what people are like. Yeah, I can't I can't judge. But he did seem like a, an absolute twat.
0: Uh, walk a mile in, in the shoes of a man with a, a cock on his arm.
2: Yeah, suppose. He did a lot of bicyc- bicycling.
0: <laughs> bicycling?
2: <laughs> bicycling. He'll have to be careful now with that, like, between his legs. When he's, um,
0: Why would he have to be careful?
2: So he doesn't get it trapped when he's getting on his saddle. <laughs> he won't be used to it, really.
0: Saddle? Oh, bicycle. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm <laughs> lost. Uh, eventually, it said he'll be able to prepare it for sex thanks to a pump in his scrotum, yeah. which will fill it with saline solution.
2: There were a couple of others on that show as well who'd had the similar, similar um, operation.
0: Were they all wankers as well?
2: No, they were fine. Just <laughs> this guy. Just this guy was an absolute <laughs> dick. And then, and you know, in the end, I thought, oh, actually, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's not all right. He's clearly, clearly not all right. But he was. He seemed happier. I thought it was nice
0: I'd imagine so Yeah, Yeah. Um, Malcolm revealed the op could be huge for his future he confessed he confessed this could be a turning point in my life my luck in life hasn't been too good so far but it can only go bad for so long can't it imagine can you imagine six years of your life with a penis swinging on your arm it's
3: been a nightmare, but it's gone now. The little bugger.
0: <laughs> so, all's well. That ends well, I would say. Yes, I'm bell. not going to watch it. ends well. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you not going to watch it? Because what am I going to get out of it? Nothing. Oh, good. Is it not a bit voyeuristic?
2: Yeah, is it yeah. Not a, there's,
0: there's not, not a touch of the. Of the on, it? Yeah, it's just this a freak show. <laughs> Absolutely. Bread and circuses. Yeah. I'm above all that now.
2: <laughs> oh, I think you transcended that guy. <laughs> Sorry, forget I'm in mean, your presence sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that guy was a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Epic dub. <doll. clears
0: throat> no, I just, I don't know. I can't. How long is it? Is it an hour? It's about an hour, yeah. Yeah, no. God, I watched question time on Thursday. Fuck Not watched me. It for a long time. Terrible. It's just a, a waste of time. I don't know um what's gonna happen to terrestrial TV. Don't know Netflix, Netflix
2: will sell <laughs> will have to sell TV shows to BBC.
0: I, I was talking to Nome Osnodge this oh, afternoon yeah. and he said something about something being on an advert. Oh yeah, you see that advertise on TV more and more. I went, dear? What TV adverts do you watch? Timothy. And he went, oh yeah, that's a point. I don't watch live TV. Who watches live TV anymore?
2: I yeah. I, uh... Other
0: than maybe football? People watch sports? That's live, I guess?
2: Yeah, I don't think I've tuned into anything on, you know, like such a thing is on at nine o'clock. Red Dwarf or whatever. There's nothing for ages. That sort of Calendic system has, has left us.
0: So it, it makes you wonder because they're reliant on this advertising revenue. You see, so uh, firms like ITV, Channel Five, and you know, are they all? They're all going to have to go on to streaming services, aren't
2: they? The only adverts I see are on the bloody phone or nowadays, and I I couldn't tell you what they're advertising.
0: You know, there was talk of Netflix having an advert here.
2: Oh, nah, cheaper,
0: yeah, yeah. $4 a month, but you got to watch fucking that. adverts it's like they're they're regressing (laughs) they started off with a great idea and because they've lost all their IP they're gradually regressing to the shit that they replaced it's interesting that anyway uh, it's time for an Anne finally I think is it unless you've got something you want to talk about no no let's
2: uh, let's, let's get Anne finally involved
0: yeah last story of the night would you like it I would Man is summer-ready after getting a six-pack tattooed on his stomach.
2: Oh, yes. Where can I get that done?
0: (laughs) A man who wanted a six-pack decided to ditch the gym and went to a tattooist to get the results he was after. He got rock-hard abs tattooed on his stomach. (laughs) Dean Gunther, 34, shared the unusual inking on TikTok. This is the tattooist. And said that a customer wanted a toned stomach. And I'd been working out at the gym for years. let's see the results.
2: Yeah, six packs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. You can't out-exercise a bad diet, etc., etc. Well, they got the skin tone (laughs) bob on, didn't
0: they? Oh, my God. But the man had never seen the gains he was after, so he turned to Dean, the tattooist, who is a travelling tattoo artist from South Africa, currently residing in Manchester together they came up with a plan and etched out a series of impressing impressive looking abs onto the man's stomach and the end result was an incredibly impressive it was incredibly impressive speaking to the son dean said i had really bad ones attempted before because i specialize in color realism i wanted to give it a go i thought it would be funny as hell the client nearly quit <laughs> one hour into it on the first day, but we got there, Dean said.
2: <laughs> Tiny him, will you? <laughs> you don't oh, give a yeah. fuck.
0: <laughs> <he>? <laughs> Dean said that he didn't charge the customer for the tattoo as it was more of a passion project for him.
2: It's a good drawing of some apps, is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's not fooling anyone, is it? The drawing
2: just happens to be on a pot belly. <laughs> I have to say it's hard
1: right now
0: <laughs> yeah I'm not buying it uh, no. good, good attempt but yeah the skin tones uh, well
1: this is such a crock of shit. shit you know the whole thing is just mad
0: <laughs> well shall we uh, fuck off into the night yeah I was hoping for a
2: uh, happy birthday huge anus
0: <laughs> why whose birthday is it Amish oh, Ben <laughs> when's your birthday
2: Week.
0: why don't you post it in the discord the, the, the what now <laughs> the discord goodness sake happy birthday Hugh Janus thank you 21 cool. again 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 21 again, again congratulations
2: on the rest yeah thank you right.
0: we'll sign off then see you next week we're doing some more ancient uh ancient architecture next week
2: more old shit yeah yeah good well uh, have fun in podcast land have a good week and we'll um, we'll uh, enjoy your company again hopefully this time minus two hours next week
0: yep praise Jablon and all the Nephilim yes and yes, indeed. and also don't forget to brush your teeth no good advice
3: though.
0: Right. bye you know what? You're a real wanker. Here's more from Dick Pound. Are you entertained?
1: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?
2: I love you.
0: Thank you for watching. Epic dub.
2: It is
0: bonkers. It's just Worcester. I think it's just Lester. Come on, man!
3: Oh my God, he's wiped his ass. No. I was gonna put
0: him. Uh, with, 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 excuse me. Now me know the old daddy. Well, the thing is, what do you do, you caught between the devil and the rock, and a half place. Morris Johnson more on Far
1: Coffee Count.